everyone, I'm Kiana, and I'd like to welcome you to Toronto Nature Now, brought to you by CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto and the Toronto Field Naturalists. The Toronto Field Naturalists are a volunteer-run, non-profit, nature conservation organization, connecting people with nature and wildlife in the Toronto area. Today I'm talking to Rachel Fortier, who is here to talk about World Turtle Day. Rachel is an outreach technician with the Adopt-a-Pond Wetland Conservation Program at the Toronto Zoo. She has a bachelor's degree in environmental and resource science and geography from Trent University, and recently completed her master's degree in biology from McMaster University. She has a passion and love for water and everything that lives there, working closely with reptiles and amphibians, specifically turtles, in recent years. She's been with the Adopt-a-Pond program for a year now and has been loving every minute. Here's what Rachel had to say. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. Thank you for having me. And so today we're going to be talking about World Turtle Day. And I saw that you are with the Adopt-a-Pond program. And so I was wondering, what is this program? Um, yeah, so the Adopt-a-Pond program is one of our conservation programs focused on native Ontario species that we have at the Toronto Zoo. And we work to design and deliver impactful conservation-focused research and outreach um, that really highlights the importance of sensitive wetland species and their habitats. So we focus mostly on reptiles and amphibians, so turtles, snakes, frogs, salamanders, newts, and even we have one species of lizard here in Ontario. Um, but our main research and conservation projects are focused around the Blanding's turtle with our Blanding's turtle head starting project, um, while we also monitor eastern milk snakes and amphibians within the Rouge National Urban Park, which now surrounds the Toronto Zoo. That's great. Thank you. So today is World Turtle Day. Happy World Turtle Day. <laughs> yes, happy World Turtle Day. <laughs> and so I was wondering why it's important to have a World Turtle Day. Um, yes, yeah, so excellent question. So each year on May 23rd, um, we celebrate World Turtle Day to celebrate and highlight all the amazing turtles and tortoises of the world, but also to bring awareness to the global conservation issues that um, they are facing. So globally, there are over 300 species of turtles and tortoises, um, and actually over half of those species are threatened with extinction. And so turtles have been on Earth for over 200 million years. Um, they were on Earth the same time as dinosaurs, so we often say that we're still, the dinosaurs still walk among us. Um, however, it's only really in recent years that their populations globally have started to decline. Um, which is almost always due to human activities, whether intentional or not. Yeah, for sure. And so you mentioned that there are over 300 species of turtles on Earth, but I was also wondering how many turtle species are there in Ontario and how are they doing? Um, yeah, so in Ontario, we have eight different species of turtles. Um, for Canada as a whole, we actually have eight different species of turtles, and Ontario is the only province where all eight of those species can be found. 
Um, Ontario has such a, a diverse range of climates across the province and also habitat types. Um, and so it really provides um, that kind of, you know, ideal place for all these different species that require different types of habitats to, to, to live, um, really provides them with the, the unique habitats that they need. Of our eight species, we have the Midland Painted Turtle um, and the Western Painted Turtle, which are both subspecies of painted turtles, which we often kind of lump together. Um, we have the Eastern Musk Turtle or the Stink Pot Turtle. Um, we have the Common Snapping Turtle, which is a very kind of iconic species that many of you maybe have seen before, along with the Painted Turtle. Um, we have the Northern Map Turtle. We have the Blanding's Turtle, which is a, a main focal species of the work we do at the Adopt Pond program. Um, we have the wood turtle, the spotted turtle, and also the eastern spiny softshell turtle. So all very unique species um, from one another, but all what we call semi-aquatic species that live in and around wetland habitats and across the province. And of all of those eight species, all eight are actually what we say federal or deemed at risk um, at the federal level, ranging from uh, what we say special concern to threatened um, all the way up to um, endangered, which are all, you know, the designations leading up to becoming either extirpated, which means almost like locally extinct, extinct from maybe a certain area, but maybe not as a species as a whole. They might still be found in other regions of maybe um, the country or even of the world, but uh, and then even that next step as being endangered. Uh, provincially, seven out of eight of those species are listed at risk. The painted turtle um, is not yet listed. However, that does not necessarily mean that, you know, everything is going well with them, um, but they've just not made it onto that species at risk list yet. And the reason that so many of these species are at risk here in Ontario is the number one reason is habitat loss. And so unfortunately, because these species are wetland species that require wetlands to survive, so like ponds, marshes, swamps, they unfortunately have lost a lot of that habitat. Um, in southern Ontario, we have lost over 70% of the wetlands that were naturally occurring um, in this region. And even within the GTA, it's even worse than that. It's over 90% of those, you know, original and natural wetlands that, that used to be here. And so when losing such a large amount of the habitats and the very unique kind of ecosystem that you need to be, you need to survive, it's had a very large impact on these turtles and their overall survival. There's also habitat fragmentation, um, which unfortunately, because we... Um, need to get where we need to go in this very large province. We have built so many roads. And unfortunately, a lot of these roads, we say bisect or fragment um, naturally occurring wetland habitats or just natural habitats in general um, and have broken up these kind of, which once were these big interconnected wetland, even kind of corridors that these turtles are using to move from place to place are now broken up by roads where they have to get out um, of their wetlands and get up onto these roads and cross them to get where they need to go, which then leads to kind of, you know, the second largest reason why turtles are listed at risk here in Ontario, which is road mortality. Um, unfortunately, thousands of turtles get hit by cars every year. 
And because of the way their life history works, they don't mature until they're often over 10 years old, depending on the species. It could be anywhere from 10 years old to even 20 years old. So they take a long time to mature and they actually live for a really long time. So some species live anywhere from 60 years old on average to even some species like the snapping turtle, which can live up to or over 100 years. When you even lose just one individual um, from a population, it can have a really big impact. And so if thousands of adult turtles that are kind of getting out and moving across roads every year are being hit by cars, it has a huge and major negative impact on those populations as a whole. So unfortunately, we say turtles in Ontario are not doing very well. Yes, for sure. And so what are these turtles in Ontario up to at this time of year? So yeah, this time of year is um, really important uh, for turtles specifically as part of their kind of reproductive cycles. So similar to many species this time of year in spring and even in later spring, early summer, um, many turtles are out looking for love. And so they are looking for mates, um, especially our adult and maturing individuals. They're out um, breeding and mating, and that often means that they're having to travel quite a bit to find mates and to move from, from place to place. And also because they're mating, that also means that females are getting ready to start laying their eggs, which often occurs depending on the region of Ontario that you are in. Um, can occur anywhere from kind of right now in late May to across the month of June um, and even sometimes into early July. And so many female turtles are on the move looking for um, the right places to kind of start laying their eggs because unfortunately a lot of times those aren't super close to the wetlands they're spending most of their time in. So this time of year, we're going to start seeing if, you know, most likely already have, but we are going to start seeing many more turtles either on or close to roads, moving where they need to go in order to find a place to lay their eggs. And often that is right on or next to the roads um, because turtles need places like sand and gravel to lay their eggs. And so often roadsides provide that ideally perfect habitat um, and conditions for them to lay their eggs. They need um, areas that are exposed to the sun, um, which need to, the sun and warmth is needed to help incubate those eggs. Sand and gravel helps hold that heat, but also is well-drained um, as the, the eggs cannot, you know, become oversaturated or flooded or they will, they will not survive. And that's why these turtles have to get out and move to find places to lay their eggs. Unlike other more aquatic species like maybe frogs and um, that are laying their eggs right in the water or things like fish that lay their eggs right in the water. Turtle eggs cannot do that and, and they cannot survive being, you know, saturated or, or wet for, for a prolonged amount of time. And they really need that warm heat to kind of incubate their eggs because unlike birds, turtles don't sit on their nest they don't go and care for their nests and their eggs and protect them. They just need to find a good place that's going to keep them warm. Then they have to head back to the wetlands um, where it's safer for them to be. Great. Thank you. Okay. And so what is the Toronto Zoo doing to help turtles? And what can the general public do to help turtles? 
at the Toronto Zoo uh, with our Adopt-a-Pond program. Um, our main project that we're working on right now is our Blanding's Turtle Head Starting project, where we are very much focused on a specific population of turtles within the Rouge National um, Urban Park that we are trying to um, bring back. Um, unfortunately, this population um, within the Rouge River Valley surrounding the Toronto Zoo has almost disappeared um, in recent, more recent decades, and as few as seven uh, adult breeding adults are left within the Rouge River Valley. And so we are working and have been working for quite a few years to reintroduce the Blanding's turtle um, to this area. And we do that through, we go up north, uh, more northern Ontario every year, and we take a few eggs from a more stable population. We bring them back down to the Toronto Zoo and incubate them in the Americas Pavilion. Um, and when they hatch, they spend their first two years at the Toronto Zoo. And we do that because many turtles and, and hatch turtle hatchlings um, are very susceptible to predation, to being eaten, many different things like to eat them because they are quite small. Um, they're often the size of a toonie or loonie when they're born. Um, and so by keeping them for the first two years of their life and providing them, you know, the most ideal conditions for growing, they're not hibernating over the winters, they're getting kind of consistent food they are able to grow at a more ideal rate and they are then bigger than the turtles of the same age, of their same age that are out in the wild. And so we often say that they're about the size of a small baked potato once they're done with their time at the Toronto Zoo and then we release them into the Rouge National Urban Park. However, um, we cannot just kind of stop there. Um, we need to really study and monitor them to understand um, what impacts we are having on those populations um, and if what we're doing is enough. And so we fit a subset of the turtles we release every year with radio transmitters um, that basically give each turtle a unique frequency or almost like a radio station that we then can tune into and track those turtles and monitor um, where they are moving, how much they are moving, the types of habitats they are using, um, how much they are growing. And so we can uh, use those kind of that subset of turtles to inform us on how the population as a whole might be doing, um, and then to further inform us on um, how our program is doing as a whole, and maybe next steps we can be taking in order to meet our ultimate goals, which is of having um, for 100 to 150 breeding adults by 2040. And so those are kind of the direct, you know, boots on the ground things that we are doing at the Adopt-a-Pond program to protect turtles, um, specifically within the Rouge um, River Valley. However, there are other things that people can do as well, um, like get involved in community science programs. At the Adopt-a-Pond program, we have a program we call the Ontario Turtle Tally which is a program, a community science program that we use to get community members involved um, from anywhere in the province. And it's as easy as downloading our app um, or going to our website and submitting sightings of turtles that you see while you're out and about. So whether it be in your backyard or on the road um, while you're driving or even wetlands that you might be exploring. And by submitting your sightings with photos and a little bit of information about what those turtles might have been doing and, and kind of the habitats that they were in, it really helps inform us about turtle populations, their distribution across the province, and 
that information then all goes to the Natural Heritage Information Center or the NHIC, which is then also accessible to other um, researchers and scientists to be able to use that information. We also provide education and outreach at the Toronto Zoo for um, specifically focused on reptiles and amphibians through the Adopt-a-Pond program. Um, we go out to community events. We do things like podcasts and interviews, um, but we also provide educational resources like ID guides and stewardship guides and even things like turtle crossing signs to people who are interested in those and want to help um, and learn more about turtles um, in their communities. And then other little things that you can do is help turtles cross the road when you see them. And to learn how to do that more safely, the Toronto Zoo has YouTube videos um, on, you know, so you can learn how to do that in an appropriate way. But uh, yeah, just learning more about turtles and, and being a voice for turtles, their protection and the protection of their habitats um, here in Ontario. That's great. Thank you. Actually, to prepare for this um, episode, I crocheted a turtle. Wonderful. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's so cute. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's editing Kiana. And I just wanted to say that during this part of the interview, I turned on my Zoom camera to show Rachel my crochet turtle. So yeah, that's what's going on here. Another note, I think I'll name my turtle Rachel after Rachel. <laughs> so that's all I had to say. And back to the episode. He's big. Yes. But I think it's more of a sea turtle, but still a turtle. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's beautiful. Oh, I just want to squish him. I love him so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for talking with me and teaching the listeners about turtles and World Turtle Day. No problem. Thank you again for having me. Thanks again to Rachel Fortier for talking with me today. And I'd also like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. Anyone out there who'd like to get involved with the Toronto Field Naturalists can visit their website at torontofieldnaturalists.org. Again, that's torontofieldnaturalists.org. Shout out to Paul Overy, the show coordinator. And once again, I'm Kiana for CJRU, and this has been Toronto Nature Now. Make sure to tune in next time, and happy World Turtle Day! Mm-hmm.